Dice Paper Roll is made on the traditional lands of the Kulin Nation and the Yagara people. We wish to acknowledge their elders past, present and emerging. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. You were warned. And now you cannot turn back. You have chosen your path, your choices. They make waves. Those waves, they crash. They grow and they reflect, growing more powerful with every pass. There is only one way to escape. You must defeat him. But he is already hunting you. He knows you. He can already taste your souls. High above the river juts a quiet promontory upon which looms a sepulchral mansion. Its turrets capped with fairy tale cones, its towers lined with sculpted battlements. Most of the structure has collapsed, caved in long ago, as has the roof, but a small part remains intact. A single dark octagonal tower rises above the surrounding architecture. Water pools in the grass in front of the ruined manor around a huge block of granite, atop of which stands a great statue of a mighty dragon. Water drips from its wings, hitting the pools causing ripples, ripples that flow and crisscross and make patterns, patterns that spell DPR, Curse of Strad. Welcome to the spookiest podcast this side of Transylvania. It's DPR does Curse of Strahd. My name is Emil, and I play Sonny Bono, the sentient sword of light, sworn to destroy Strahd after he tore the blade and hilt asunder. Jack, who do you play? I play 
Louise, the paladin fish woman. Um, she's lying in bed the night previous, flowing through her brain. Oh, what? She's not in bed? All right. Never mind. Who are you playing, Lauren? <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we buried somebody, Jack. We buried Whatever. them. We're all out in the... Never mind. In the field, I'm pretty sure. What was she doing when she was lying in bed, Jack? I felt like you were going somewhere with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she, she was she was swimming through the ocean, and uh, fish were were passing by, and she was moving at the speed of the other fish, like a like a flying dream, but swimming. She doesn't swim normally. She Aww. walks on the bottom of the ocean. Hello, Louise. How good is this? It is pretty great, Franklin. This uh, Mistral stream is uh, wonderful. I'm enjoying it very much. Yes, the, the turtles are so fresh and beautiful today. Oh. Look out for the shrimp, though. They are spoiling for a fight. Uh, we are going to have such a fight today. Oh. Who are you playing, Lauren? <laughs> Uh, I am playing Arena Indirovich, daughter of the Burgermeister, who is also a human sorcerer. She has a, she loves fire, basically. I'm no longer playing Mo. See a previous episode for the beautiful death that Mo came across. So I'm back down to one character, which is fine with me. Still twice as talented <laughs> as the rest of us, though. Now Still four times though. as talented. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Uh, but Irina is obviously grieving for the loss of Mo. Mo sacrificed herself to save Irina from Strahd. Uh, slash Irina is Strahd's um, bride in in her body. Uh, I'm trying to think reincarnation, something like that. Um, anyway, because uh, the souls of Bar- of the killed in Barovia never leave Barovia, so they float around and then they get reborn. So that's what's happening with her. Um, she's very sad. Um, ben, who are you playing? Uh, I play a goblin named Ragyog. He's a cleric of Lathander. Um, I-, I was actually just thinking, um, you know, episode 27, I hope the rest of us passed the, the 27 club, having <laughs> lost two people last episode. Uh, but Ragyog is Ragyog is um, a torrent of emotions at the moment. He is gutted and betrayed by Hans's uh, betrayal and his filthy, filthy lies. He is saddened and feels guilt that he believed Hans over Mo and Mo is now dead. Um, but he also feels hope that Lathander um, has has graced him with power, and um, and now Ragyog is full of grim determination to put an end to Strad and all that he stands for, and free the people of Barovia. Danny, is, what are you? You're here hey. tonight. Are what are you, you doing? <laughs> hey, I'm Dan. We didn't think so... you were coming. I thought we shared the Zen caster link on a separate Yeah, no, no. Yeah. I thought I'd just like it's come just in and in general, just like though. do a bit of voyeurism, you know, just watch how everything goes, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Uh, because, yes, Hans, you know, perished in the last episode. Um, 
very like heroically, I feel. Um, did win out with a bang. Um, I'm glad that uh, Ragyog, you know, I sucked him in. I'm glad that I, 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 I Hans had some fucking logic to his lies. Absolutely. And I was proud of that. Um, but yeah, so he's dead. But I will be playing a very hastily made up character. Um, so Unlike will... the rest of us who spent <laughs> months hours and hours months crafting all crafting. of the different things, the yeah. character that was bestowed upon me. <laughs> um, but yes, that character will be introduced at Greg's discretion. Gregory. Yes, I'm playing Greg Pickering. Uh, he is a moderately successful, uh, soon-to-be middle-aged man. Uh, humble brat who soon. likes humble brat. Yeah. <laughs> He's at least like a level mid-40s. <laughs> level mid-40s. Hang on, Greg. Um, definitely didn't spend any points in strength or dexterity or Hang constitution. On, our, listeners, our listeners know this is a podcast. They know that you're middle class and minimally successful <laughs> middle age. Come on. <laughs> and probably white. <laughs> Although he uh, is half orc. So yeah. And I also have the the honor and privilege of being uh, the dungeon master for DPR does Curse of Strad. <laughs> Oh, what an episode that last one was! Um, so I think I think it's a good point um, that we can uh, we can start uh, with everyone standing around um, the the grave that you have you've just buried your friend Mo in in on a hill in the vineyard um, in a nice spot under the vines and um, you lay down um, some fresh-cut flowers on top of the grave. I also lay down um, a full glass of Chardonnay and a full glass of Shiraz because I know that she liked both equally when she was partying and this is to take you on to the afterlife, my dear friend Bo. Sonny reaches into his uh, waistcoat pocket and pulls out the bag of white powder and pours it out atop the grave. <laughs> One last come up. It's all for you. And then immediately realises what he's done and like scoops inside the inside of the bag and like rubs it on his lip. It's <laughs> <laughs> his tongue inside. Starts eating dirt. <laughs> no, he's got dignity, Dan. Come on. Uh, Louise says, I did not know you well. Dear Mo, but uh, I know that we were good friends. I would have said, you can call me Lo, if I could have. Goodbye. She places a, a copy of the Communist Manifesto. I mean, the... <laughs> Dust Krabatal. Dust Krabatal on the top of the grave. Um, Irina stares over the tributes and just says, um, chokes back some tears and just says, your death will not be in vain, dear friend. 
And I hope that Strahd will be ended in order for us to achieve victory and to honour you. Having said your goodbyes, you all head back to the, the Wizard of the Wines and you're shown to new undestroyed guest rooms uh, to rest for the night. Is this place safe anymore? Is any place safe? No. You all sleep deeply. But you are woken by the sadness that you feel deep inside your hearts at the loss of your friends. Irina particularly tosses and turns in her sleep. In her dreams, she runs through the woods away from a faceless pursuer, always running and always the pursuer is right at her heels. Out of breath, she runs, feet heavy. Roots snag at her and branches claw at her hair as she flees the faceless form, always just one step behind. She catches a glimpse. The figure of Strahd stands waiting. He grins, revealing his sharp fangs. And as she watches, he grows in size, growing in size and darkness as gloom spreads around him engulfing Irina's vision. All is dark, but suddenly there is a flash of light as fire engulfs Strahd's hand. It ripples up his now large, monstrous arm and lights his face. But it is not Strahd. It is a familiar face, twisted in pain. Irina wakes in a sweat as thunder rolls outside and the dawn slowly begins to break on a new day. The bleak light comes through the window, Ragog is already awake and has been for some time on his knees, his little swimming skull cap clasped in his hands to his chest, head down, and praying to Lathander, praying for, for Moe's spirit and to, to watch over Hans until we can rescue him. Ragyog reaches out desperately for Lathander. The memories of the whispers that filled his mind. Last dawn, still very close. Raw from the death of his friends, he waits eagerly for the first light of dawn to break. And this, this moment, this, this moment when that light first appears is always the most peaceful and calming 
for Ragyog as you're filled with the new power of, of a new day. But as that light breaks, the rawness remains. No light fills you up. And it's like the sun ticks up above the horizon and then ticks back down. Time stops for just a moment. And all is darkness as you look out the window. Strange shadowy shapes writhe on the horizon to the north above the mountain tops. And the whispers again flood your mind. No, no, shut up, morning lord. Morning lord. Please, please, I know I failed you. I know I failed my friends, but I'm here to do your work. Please answer me. Bring the light of day. The sun ticks back above the horizon (laughs) and the warm pink glow of dawn fills the sky. And again, you are filled with Lathander's light. (sighs) 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 A a tear. Sorry I'm hogging all the tears these latest episodes, guys. A tear (laughs) of relief (laughs) spills from his eye um, as he he basks in the the light and pushes the, the fear and the voices down. I don't know what those are. All right, Time for breakfast. You all wake. Does anyone else want to do anything before? Sitting over, sitting on the at the breakfast table, Sonny, who normally relishes the chance to uh, taste food through his avatars that he's inhabiting, uh, is off his appetite. He takes a little bit of pickled herring, (laughs) spits it out. His eyes squint as he. Waits as he looks to the stairs and sees the others descending. He stands. Come on, everyone. Quick brekkie and then let's go hunt this Baba Yaga. Yes. Before you go, uh, I know it is a sad time for you all. I, I do not need to impress upon you the importance of your mission after the night you had. But I am more filled with trust that you will fulfill it, particularly with that creepy German gone. I... That creepy German was still our friend. He was under the charm of that monstrosity, and it's all the more important now that we do what we can to gather power against him. No, you are right. You are right. And you need as much help as you can get. That I can see. We all do against this monster. I have held these for too long without using them. and I think you can better be served by holding them. He reaches out and hands Lauren a, uh, hands Irina. Irina! Uh, reaches through I have the screen. <laughs> Um, he reaches out and hands you a, a a golden double ring. 
So it's two rings next to each other joined by a bridge. Uh, and on the ring, it's covered in arcane symbols. This, this will allow you to store up your spells so that you have them in reserve. It will be of great use to you. I hope this serves you well in your battle. Thank you so much. Can I make a history check? Yeah, you can. It's a double ring. So beautiful. Sunny spots it immediately and... She slips it onto, like, the middle ring finger. Oh, it's such a good fit, too. I mean, this where did this come from? This is beautiful. He racks his memory to see if he's seen anything like that. It stirs some memory in him as he rolls an 18. Yeah, great. Yeah, where does it come from? Yes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) From the moons of Jupiter. I've seen that before. It's a club I used to go to, the moons of Jupiter. (laughs) I tell you, some hot, sweaty Sunday afternoon vibes there. Yes, I, I, I think it does have a, like a little bit of a. It does look like it's got sweat stains on it. It's a bit, a bit used tarnished. Used to belong to Diana Ross. <gasps> she always kept really? one in the hole. Who was oh, she? Yeah. Some kind of witch, she or saved the best... some kind? She could get everyone up on the floor, save the best till last. Always, always kept one in the hip pocket, ready to go at a moment's notice. Looks like it contains more than spells, too. There's a little screw-off compartment in there. Oh, look at this little bit. (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah. You better believe. It's empty. Thanks, Diana. We just have another quick... I'll just have another quick look at that. Uh, After inspecting it, it's definitely empty. (laughs) It was was given to me by a, a friend long ago. He gave it to me on his dying... On his deathbed, and he said to me, "I'm, I'm coming out. <laughs> it's my turn. <laughs> Ain't no mountain high enough. <laughs> Ain't no valley low enough. You can't hurry, love." It was a very strange exchange. Um, he sounded delirious. But there you go. Yes, I. Yes, he was. There was a lot of blood loss. Yes, powerful spells. <laughs> If good people listen well, to them, then... You can't hurry blood loss. <clears throat> <laughs> that would have been a much better song. Mine didn't work. Anyway, continue. <laughs> For you, Louise, um, this this reminded me of you, or you reminded me of this the moment you walked through my door. And He hands you a, 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 a very small shield. It's like... <laughs> It's really tiny. It's like a tiny little. It's a it's a tiny little shield, and it's got dolphins on it. Um, it's a it's it's maybe it's maybe fifteen centimeters tall. Um, and it's it's this perfect, but it's got a normal size handle oh. on the back of it. Well, uh, um, uh, it's, uh, well, uh, what do we say? Uh, are you are you blushing? Uh, I, I I I could not uh, I could not uh, find the words uh, to to come to my mouth. This is the most beautiful shield I have ever seen. Uh, Wait, that's Raquel Welch's hubcap. 
Oh, no, sorry, I'm wrong. <laughs> Do not recognize that. Uh, Hold it out in front of you. Uh, I uh, all right. Uh, I, I do have another shield, you know. I say, but okay, we will put the little shield out, and she puts it out in front of her. As you put it out, there's like um, there's a there's a sound of um, swirling water, and uh, a a shield of water erupts around the outside of it, growing to full size. <gasps> Um, and the water um, swirls around, forming. There's still the dolphins on the, the steel shield in the center, but swirling around the outside, this this watery shield forms the um, the hammer and sickle <laughs> on the outside <laughs> of the shield. But the the edges of the hammer and sickle are like peaks of like it's like the water's rushing around the shield. So there's like little foamy caps and, and marks and um, you feel the water sort of wrap around your hand and you, as you let go of the handle, the shield floats around you um, and sits next to you without you having to hold it. Um, and as you, as he, he holds his staff and he flicks it towards you and as he does, the shield spins around and interposes between you and him and deflects his blow. Louise uh, tries to say stuff, but it's all muffled by the sound of water. Um, but had you speaking in a native language? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I I also speak uh, aquatic, <laughs> and I I'm I'm very grateful for your kind aquatic. words. Aquatic. Aquatique. <laughs> With a Q. Aquatique. Uh, 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 she lowers, she brings the shield back to her to her arm and fastens it to uh, the belt next to the fish pellets and um, on her on her belt. And um, she says, That was incroyable. How can I ever repay you? You can stop Baba Yaga and destroy Strahd once and for all. Well, Baba Yaga, we are coming for him. And finally, for you, my little friend, you have a difficult journey ahead of you. And it seems you need all the help you can get. He reaches under his cloak and lifts an amulet over his head uh. and hands you, he hands you the holy symbol of Ravenkind. Um, this, thank, thank you. This will protect you against vampires. It will make your, your cleric abilities much stronger against them it has protected me for many years but i am old and i do not need it anymore in ragyog's head just say thank you just say thank you don't say how good it would have been to have last night when you had it in your hands it's not his fault yes it just said thank you davo Th thank you 
<clears throat> and if there were any more tears left in this fucking podcast, Ragyog would cry it. How do I use it? It will enhance your ability to turn the undead. Check the error. Uh, check the chat. There is a hyperlink. Yeah. Yes, check the link that I just shared. <laughs> and it you. tells you how, how to use it. Very helpful. Okay. Psst, psst, Ragyog. His name is Damo. What? Not, not Dave. Not Davo. It's Damo. Davey. No, it is. It is. It is Davo. Oh, Davey. shit. I've been calling him Damo the whole time. I am so sorry. Oh, God. I mean, I'm sure yes. he never noticed. I guess that's why I didn't get a gift. Well, fair enough. Let's go. No. <laughs> No, no, it's an honest, honest mistake, and um, it looks like you are uh, honestly just falling apart at the seams. Uh, I, I, I thought these, these might be of help, and he hands you a pair of boots which have um, leather straps that wrap up uh, the legs, um, so they're like they're they're like they're like sandals, but with a, a covered in bottom, and and they like got leather wrappings all the way up to the knees. They are ugly as hell. Axel Rose's ballet slippers. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes. yes, that's right. These were the 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 ballet slippers of of once a friend of mine, Axel. He was a great leaper. Um, <laughs> I hope they come in handy for all of you. We have packed you fresh, fresh food and 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 tack to take on on your journey. And I wish you all luck. I will, I will head back and and spread word amongst my network. I will ferment unrest amongst the people so that when you are ready, they will be there for you. To storm the castle. <laughs> Thank you, Davian. Thank you, Davian. Um, when you say you're head, heading back to Valakai, yes. Do you do you think you could possibly deliver? Because uh, how long is it going to take us to get to Baba Yaga? More than a day or two? <laughs> no, probably like one day maximum. So, would you mind just le- just letting the burgomaster know that? Um, we've encountered a few difficulties along the way, and we may be just. Five minutes late to the Festival of the Sun, um, but we hope he forgives us. I'm sure he will delay it for his guests of honour after I've had a little chat in his ear. Um, Good luck to each of you. And you. Um, And, oh, here, this, this, when you are ready to storm the castle, blow this whistle. He hands you a whistle. Yes. (laughs) What does it look like? (laughs) Give it a... It's 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 it looks like a um, a badly carved wooden crow oh, or raven. Yes. Are we blowing give it a beak? Give give it a yeah. Give it a go. What right now? Yeah, just just test. Yeah, go it. on. What does it sound like? <laughs> <laughs> it's the it it it's this secret symbol of sound of of the fellowship of the feather. Coincidentally, known as the feather friends. Coincidentally, Gary the pigeon flaps in just at the same time. <laughs> Not you, Gary. <laughs> Fuck off, Gary. <laughs> um, so, having had your fill and and um, got your new goodies, you you head off uh, on the road. And and as you um, walk out of the vineyard, the the rain um, slows. 
Um, and as as we do, um, I call out before we go too far. Um, I pull out like a little some wrapped provisions that that Davian gave us. I go, all right, freak. All right, Myrtle, get out of the carriage, stow. It's time to go. Hope you, right, wakey, wakey, rise and shine. It's traveling time. Oh my oh. God, I had totally forgotten about those two. Oh, thank God. We were we were under there for so long and all I heard was screaming. And we the didn't monsters. know if you were coming back. Yes. It's perfectly normal. You should know that by now. Do we have to, can we just stay at the winery for a bit with, with these nice people that eat food? It's Well, uh, I think I that's like up. their feathers. I feel like there's going to be other NPCs you can interact with on the road and uh, it's, um, there's too many to take care of. Well, I feel like you keep forgetting us. Yeah. No, no, never. We've just been just very, very busy. Look, I really think it's up to your cool Auntie Irina to make an important Look, decision like this. my darlings, we just had to hide you because there was a lot going on and... Look, I think we're just going to leave you here with the Wizard of the Wines uh, just for a little bit. It'll just be a little staycation, a little uh, weekend. Speaking as the godfather of Anthony Kiedis, who, might I say, did not try heroin till he was a full 14 years of age, I'd be happy for you to accompany us any further. Come along with me. <laughs> Please, Irina. I do believe I am the coolest aunt present, uh, and uh, I'm pretty sure that... That's a really bad way of being a godfather. So uh, just stay here and just relax and go inside and spend some time with the nice people. And uh, we've got to go do some very dangerous things. You don't want to be around us. Just just chill. All right. We'll be right back. Thank you. That's what daddy said when he went to get cigarettes. Yes, well, that's going to be something for a bit of therapy later on. Anyway, onward, ho. Bad parenting indeed. Louise. What did you call um, me? Louise, uh, before she leaves the the place, looks at the um, the head of the herring that uh, that was spat out by Sunny on the floor, and the thought catches her her mind that. Whilst they can cut off the heads of a few fish, they cannot stop the school. And um, she turns to her friends and says, I think there is a way that we can move a little faster. And she calls Curly the horse. (gasps) There is... A faint galloping in the distance, the thunder of hooves. It takes so. 10 minutes to arrive. <laughs> <laughs> just wait, everyone. Just dead, it's 10 minutes. I mean, we do, have, we do have things to do, Louise. He's, he's normally much faster than this. Uh, uh, I'm so sorry. No, because you'd already summoned uh, summoned him previously, he comes at your beck and call now, and uh, he he just ma- he majestically rides into the the space and actually hooks himself into like just gets up under and hooks himself into the harness of the carriage, um, turning it around uh, with space for you all to and, and he kicks the carriage with his back hoof, which opens the door for you. <laughs> What service? <laughs> Don't mind if I do. <laughs> so 
Sonny majestically jetes 30 feet into the air, doing a spinning pirouette and lands deftly onto the um, coach driver's seat. Yeah, you, um, you do. And it's uh, it's a crazy high jump, like like massively high. Uh, right. Everyone else doesn't care, apparently. Uh, you- <laughs> no fucks given. I mean, Zero fucks. Louise. Yeah, uh, Irene is just distracted by the shininess of a new ring. Uh, doesn't see no. the jump at all. Just climbs on in and takes the, the noble seat where she is supposed to be. I saw it, Bill. I've just... I've just seen it all before. Uh, something different next time, please. Uh, would anyone care for a tune? I say as I settle myself into the, the back. Just jump 75 fucking feet in the air. All right, fine. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> the carriage takes off down the path uh, out of the Wizard of the Wines and the 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 um, the the. The clouds still uh, hang overhead as the, the carriage rumbles down the road at, at a great pace pulled by the mighty Curly, the racehorse um, of, of great uh, renown. And um, the, the carriage uh, takes you all the way down um, and around uh, the foothills of a, a large mountain and, and on, a, um, on a, a, a cliff halfway up um you can see in in the sunlight uh well in the in the dim light of day the um the ruined tower of Argon- Vostholt. um and the carriage rides up the the road uh to approach the um the great old fallen mansion it's it's dilapidated and collapsing and only a large hexagonal tagger uh Tower stands at the back. A tagger uh, stands at the back of um, of this ruined space, um, but they're still guarded by uh, a large uh, granite block uh, upon which perches um, a beautiful statue of a a giant silver dragon. And as the the carriage pulls up, you all step out of the carriage in front of this um, this statue, um, which seems to suddenly come to life its neck bends back and it it got it breathes down towards you mimicking the move but only a a thin mist of cold um cold moist air surrounds you and dissipates its magic uh long worn thin um and as it does you can see two figures stride out from the entrance of uh the ruined entrance of uh, the the castle. One of them um, is a, a, a tall, uh, dark-haired uh, woman. She's um, strikingly beautiful, and she has a a rolled bandana around her head. Uh, she wears soft silks uh, and a leather breastplate, um, and she carries a, a rapier and a short sword on either side. And you notice she walks with a strange gait, uh, and as she steps out. Um, it, in the the light of the day, her mechanical leg shines as she steps uh, steps down the front steps, and she's clutching a large a large book. Um, and next to her uh, walks another figure. A very short figure walks alongside her. You see that she is a gnome with long red hair. And uh, very plain looking, a bit of a hooked nose um, in a pale blue um, 
I don't even know what the like the the uh, robe address like, but the you know the classic. I, I can't really think of any like other a medieval way just... type of gown. Big shoulders. You can tell. Yeah, it's got the big pluffy, uh, big puffy shoulders. Puffy shoulders, mm-hmm. and it's like kind of tight fitting around to the waist, and then it like juts out again. Um, and it's all frilled, um, uh, you know, kind of Dorothy-ish. Um, mm. And, uh, yeah, she has long red curly hair that uh, blows gently in the wind. Made all so that as, up right then. As these two <laughs> walk down the stairs uh, towards you, um, the the long black hair of um, of Esmeralda is caught by the wind, um, and she smiles at you. Oh, don't you don't look like the normal types that come around this place? She um, surreptitiously slips two small hand crossbows back into the puffy sleeves um, on either arm, into their um, their clips underneath. And you don't look too dangerous either. What's uh, what's what are you lot up to? Looks can be deceiving. And um, Sonny, you two must be lost. Sonny leaps high again and spins around and lands, um, holding the sword. Uh, Sonny, that is very impressive. You you must keep that up. Yeah, too too late, too late. Thanks. I'm so sorry. You had your chance. Hanging out the window, Ragyog says. There's more than two of us, and no, we're not lost. Also, we... that is Curly the Horse. You never heard of Curly the Horse? That is a very impressive horse. It's a pretty big deal. No fucking way, bro. That's oh. Curly the Horse. Shut. No way, Esmeralda. I know. Already lost Sasha, that's crazy. I, I'm, you're, well, oh, fuck. I do declare, is that Curly? That is wow. right. You don't say. I have seen a person jump that high, so that wasn't so impressive. But <laughs> I have not seen that horse. I've heard the the myths, the stories, long in the French Ocean of the the curly, the horse that ran on the land and the sea. That is the very same. And he pulls our carriage just like that. Amazing. It would he? Would he pull the carriage of a of just anybody? No. That is right. Absolutely not. He pulls only my carriage. Oh, whatever. No, we're all over that now. That well met. Uh, you two fine looking women over there. My name is Irina Indirovich. Uh, I am the daughter of the Burgermeister. If you want to keep piling impression upon impression. Uh, very charmed to meet you. Do you in mention this- that to everyone you meet? Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that is a strange thing to say when you first meet someone really, you know, in a social setting like this. It's not like we're in a ball or anything, you know. Oh, no. I don't really care who your daddy is, but you seem like a nice enough girl, so nice to meet you. Well, I don't care who your daddy is either. What's up? <laughs> oh, well, it's actually quite a good story, but I would have told it over a glass of Chardonnay, but that's fine, fine, that's that's okay. Um, I, I was a bit rude. I'm sorry. Maybe we're getting off on the wrong foot. Ah, oh, don't don't be 
That's a little joke because I got a robot leg. But, um, <laughs> I'm so glad you're the first one to make that. I mean, I looked at it and I was like, are we allowed to talk about it? Or like, where does she, where is she? Yes, with I mean, we're we totally it, allowed we? to talk about it. Oh, thank Christ. I think it's fucking rad. You know, I've got a it, crossbow in it yeah, and everything. Really is so shiny. I was going to reveal that later in a really cool way, but I always give it away early because I'm, I'm really excited about it. Well, you seem like lovely dinner companions. We've had a very long day on the road, so how would you like to break bread with us and other uh, delicacies? We'll We've break got so them much and cheese, like so much cheese. Yes. Honestly, too much cheese. Oh, that sounds great. Um, Ragyog, can you give me a perception check, please? Sure. That is a 15. Okay, and can you give me an arcana as well? <laughs> I can certainly try. That's <laughs> uh, a one. <laughs> Natural. Uh, well, you can, you can tell uh, that um, Sasha has cast some sort of spell. Um... Uh, you think it might be some sort of detection spell, but you, you're really not sure. You only caught a glimpse of the last bit of it. Um, and, uh, yeah, well, we could join you for dinner. Let me just consult with my uh, my colleague here. Hey, Sasha. Yes? Do they, are, they good, are they good people? Did you do that thing I said where, you know, you see if they're good or bad when we meet people? Yes, I, I, well, I did, and I must say, they are giving off a very good energy. I gotta say, I'm really liking the vibe of them. I, I, I felt that. We're, we're, uh, I was trying to look at some southern sayings, but then um, I got, uh, you know, y'all, I think they're all good, y'all. Ragyog is just completely just awestruck by this red-headed beauty in front of him the the sounds of the accent and it's just oh my lady you have cast a spell over me won't you all join us please please yeah you seem like a good lot uh, I guess yeah we could sit down and talk about stuff we just found this book in the ruined place here it's called what's it called again um Oh, a complete history on Strad von Zarevich, my conquests and my own personal diary all in one compendium. It's um, a really interesting breed. <gasps> yeah, it's got that lots of seems info. like that could be pertinent to our quest. Yeah, we found it at the top of the tower. I mean, why would um, you just leave that's... a diary hanging around if you didn't want people to read it? That'll save us at least two or three episodes. Thanks heaps. It's got, yeah, I think it, I think that'll cut down a bunch of time. There was a ton of rooms in there. We had to clear them all. It so took fucking ages. Oh, oh gosh. So many monsters and things oh. that were just like evil and just yeah. like getting get some, mm-hmm. yes. some that weren't yeah. so evil. Who was the there big was bad? A, there was a revenant. Uh, who's like mm. one who comes back from the dead with a purpose, but it turned out he wasn't evil. Uh, yeah. Oh, the Leonardo oh, DiCaprio good. movie? Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, his name was Leo. How did oh. you know that? Well, you know, Oscar bait, but I liked it. I liked it a lot. Sadie's been yeah. around. Yeah, his name was his Leo Bear. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, anyway, well, Oscar um, worthy. Sounds yeah. like you must have gone up a few levels in that place. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think we're about a six now. What do you think, <laughs> Sasha? <laughs> I'd say I feel like about maybe a six. 
yeah. Anyway, let's sit down and have that cheese. Um, you sit down and and have lunch, and um, and as you're you're eating your lunch, you're swapping stories and and quickly becoming friends as you. Um, <laughs> no way. <laughs> <laughs> and then I told her. Well, if I don't rise, have you got a got a good tailor uh, for me, maybe. I don't know. And the the chatter is broken by a rhythmic thudding starts to come from the distance. Well, as I, I think my I, stomach is full of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a rhythmic thudding as uh, you hear um, the sound of a huge creature approaching uh, through the woods along the path <gasps> below. Um, and as you, you all stand to look at the sound, um, I think that's the perfect point to end this episode of DPR Does Curse of Strad. Louise, I don't think that is the cheese. Oh, what is it then? Oh, it is a monster. 